0: We begin by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and bearing witness that none has the right to be worshipped or unconditionally obeyed except for him. and We bear witness that Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam is his final messenger. We ask Allah to send his peace and blessings upon him, the prophets and messengers that came before him, his family and companions that served alongside him and those that follow in his blessed footsteps until the day of judgment, we ask Allah to make us amongst them. Allahumma ameen. Dear brothers and sisters, oftentimes we are looking for something special to provoke in us a connection to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we feel like we have seen in others and that we envy. And so you'll have people that ask for this very special equation. You know, Shaykh, what's one dua I can make so that I can quit this sin? Can you give me a wirt? Can you give me something to read on a daily basis? And that way I can finally connect to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What's something that can finally make me feel like I'm connected to Allah throughout the day? What is this amazing script? Find me the story that's buried in a book. Find me anything that can get me out of the situation that I am in. And subhanAllah, I want you to think about a person who would go to the doctor and who would receive a very specific prescription. And that prescription seems almost too easy and too good to be true. There's no mystery to it. And there's no shortage of its treatment. And it is 100% in its likelihood to cure you. And I want you to think about the thing that you do on a daily basis, but maybe don't appreciate so much. as five daily prayers the most beloved of deeds to Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la. And you know, maybe you don't appreciate it if you've been doing it your entire life, or especially if you've been doing it your entire life. But someone looks at you from the outside and says, you really have to pray five times a day no matter what and pull away and find this corner. And to that person that's walking in the airport and that sees you next to a gate, or that person at school that sees you on time praying, and in the corner doing your rukur and your sujood, you look like a monk to that person. But to you, this is just another, another thing you got to get done throughout the day. And I want you to think about how special these five prayers are for a moment. That the Prophet said that they are ahabul amali إلى الله the most beloved of deeds to Allah, salatu To pray on time is the most beloved of deeds to Allah. subhanahu wa taala. No one will come to me, no one of my slaves will come closer to me with anything, With anything more beloved than that which I have prescribed upon them. Before Qiyamul Layl, before this special dua, before this amazing story, it's these five prayers that you have. When you talk about muhasabah and muraqaba, when you talk about self-accounting and observing the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon you, there is no deed more powerful than the one that you have been instructed to do five times a day if you pray right. If you establish the prayer right. So I want to sit with this ayah for a bit, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al Ankabut, uhiya ilayka min al kitab wa aqim as-salah. recite that which has been revealed to you of the book. And establish the prayer. Inna anil wal Munkar. Verily, the prayer forbids. It stops you. It forbids you from falling into al wal Munkar, two categories of sins. The ulama have long, beautiful, powerful reflections on these two categories. If you read the English translation, it would say the major and the minor sins, the extremely foul sins and the sins that might be considered more consistent, or more regular, or amongst the overlooked sins. But the point is, all sins fall under these two categories. And Al-Fahsha tends to represent in the Sharia that which has a level of disgust, that which is Qabiha, that which is flagrant, that which is, which represents a different stage in your distance from Allah That's why Allah refers to Zina, Adultery, fornication, and all types of sexual deviance with this term of fahisha, because it's foul. It takes you f- so far away from Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. munkar as the, the most uh, subtle or or most specific way, kulu ma ankarahu Everything that Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala has forbidden in His legislation falls under munkar in some way. The point is, prayer is a guard against these things, and a person might say. Well, how come I pray but I still commit these sins? Does that mean I'm not praying at all? And there is a hadith that's narrated in a Tabarani that is extremely weak, but that gets quoted frequently that seems to indicate that much. Where the Prophet ﷺ in this report is said to have said, "Man nam anil wal munkar fala lahu. Whoever is not stopped from these sins, the major ones, the minor ones, the flagrant ones, the regular ones, by their salah, then it is as if they have no salah. Their prayer is not recorded for them. Now this hadith is problematic, not just in its sanad, not just in its chain, but in what it might indicate. There is a report from Ibn Mas'ud عنه, and Abdullah ibn Abbas عنهما, in their words, مَنْ لَمْ صَلَاتُهُ عَنِ الْفَحْشَاءِ وَالْمُنْكَرِ لَمْ بِهَا مِنَ اللَّهِ إِلَّا It is a scary one. That whoever does not find that their prayer takes them away from evil, obscene deeds, from sinning, then they did not get from their prayer except for distance. Salah is قُرْب It is a صِلَاء, it's a connection to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is meant to bear closeness, closeness. and here, if you are treating your prayer like a chore, or maybe even doing it just to get by, then it may actually be distancing you further from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And a lot can be said about this: that if the most potent form of connection that you have to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does absolutely nothing for you, then at the very least there's a hardening of the heart that's taking place. Someone that comes into the religion for the first time and learns the salah for the first time might taste its sweetness quicker than someone that's been praying for so many years. And inshallah ta'ala the salah is documented for them, but the heart has not been softened in any way, and the closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not being established. Now there are two incidents with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that are very important in regards to this ayah. Which is that there's a difference between a person who is praying and who is falling, even in fahisha, even in deep sin, but that goes to their prayer and hopes that their prayer will cure them from that and seeks a connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but is at a particular point in their journey. See a lot of times you diagnose two people wrong because you, you frame them based on the output in the exact same way. The munafiq could look indistinguishable from the struggling Muslim to the outward eye, but there's something of the heart. And so we find an authentic narration that the companions came to the Prophet ﷺ and they said, Ya Rasulullah, إِنَّ فُلَانَ يُصَلِّي بِالنَّهَارِ وَيَسْرِقُ بِاللَّيْلِ Think about this lifestyle. This man prays in the day, or prays at night and steals during the day. Think about this. He prays during the day, he steals at night. He lives between salah and sarika, theft. And the Prophet ﷺ responded, and he said, إِنَّ صَلَاتَهُ لَتَرْدَعُهُ That his prayer will one day bring him back. And another authentic narration from Anas said, ansar الله الله That there was a young man from the Ansar. And realize, no one was Muslim that long with the Prophet because his entire mission on earth was two decades and if you're an Ansari, that means that it's less than a decade. And so this young man used to pray with the Prophet وسلم, but look at his description by the companions. There wasn't a single one of the obscene deeds except that he was guilty of those deeds. فَوُصِفَ لَهُ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ He was spoken about to the Prophet ﷺ, described to the Prophet ﷺ in this regard. And the Prophet said, إِنَّ صَلَاتَهُ سَتَنْهَاهُ يَوْمًا One day his prayer is going to stop him. One day his prayer will, will bring him back. Look, the man has shut a lot of doors between him and Allah Don't shut the most important door that he has. And to all of the people in here that are struggling, even with a major sin, don't diminish the major sin. But don't let Shaytan get in your head and tell you, what's the point of your salah if you're committing this sin? And Anas goes on to say, subhanAllah, that this young man repented to Allah shortly after the Prophet ﷺ said that. And so don't let the Shaytan play you into thinking that at any point giving up the salah is necessary because you've distanced yourself that much from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But then it brings us back to the ayah. Then what is the ayah saying? If it's not saying stop praying, if it's not getting you to stop these sins and not getting you to be more accountable with these sayyat, then what is the ayah actually saying? And this is the beautiful hadith from Jabir ibn Abdullah, that the Prophet said. The Prophet said, the example of your five daily prayers is like a flowing, deep river. A flowing, deep river. And in one narration, عَذْبٍ, which means it's sweet. Imagine a sweet, flowing river. عَلَى بَابِ أَحَدِكُمْ That is right in front of your door. Now I want you to just think about what's being suggested here. Number one, the ulama say you could take every word of the hadith and there's beauty. It's flowing so it doesn't stay still and it doesn't become corrupted at any point. It's like a flowing pure river. The second thing, it is deep. There is plenty of water for everyone to immerse themselves in. The salah is there as a cure for every single person that wants it. There's no shortage of it. You don't need to go anywhere necessarily for it. Of course, the masjid has its place, saying in general, it's there for you, it is near to you, it is consistently available to you, and it is meant to immerse every single part of your body, and it is sweet. And ala baabi ahadikum, it's right there. It's right there, you don't have to travel for it. And the Prophet said, that the example is that a person bathes in that river five times a day. What type of filth would remain on a person as Al-Hasan comments on this if he bathes five times a day? Think about a person who showers, shampoos, soaps up, conditions five times a day, perfumes, everything. Physically speaking, can you imagine a person like that, that showers five times a day? Can you imagine a person like that, that takes a real shower five times a day? What are they going to smell like? What are they going to look like? How fresh will they be? The prophet is saying, imagine yourself spiritually bathing five times a day. And not all showers are the same. There's the sunnah. There there are different brands of shampoo, different brands of, of soap, different fragrances different ways in which you scrub yourself. Not every shower is the same. There is a two-minute shower and there is a 20-minute shower. Not every one of them is the same. But what the ulama say when they comment on this, is that a true salah, if you immerse yourself five times a day, a person could achieve wilaya with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a friendship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, just through that alone. Why? Because just tasting the sweetness of that five times a day, how are you going to go from that to the rest of your day? And continue thinking the same way, continue speaking the same way, continue looking at the same things. And Allah continues and He says, وَلَذِكْرُ اللَّهِ أَكْبَرُ And the remembrance of Allah is greater. And the ulama say, this is loaded with beauty as well. Is the, the remembrance of Allah greater in the Salah or greater as a deterrence? Meaning, nahi anin wal munkar, As deterring you from these types of evils throughout the day. What What is the extent to which this ayah is suggesting? وَلَذِكْرُ akbar. And the scholars say a few things and we can reconcile them. Number one, can you imagine for a moment if in your prayer you were allowed to use your phone? And by the way, you're not allowed to use your phone in the prayer or in al Jum'ah by the way. Can you imagine if in Salah you were able to scroll through your phone? Can you imagine if you were able to have conversations during Salah? I mean, you don't have to look further than Tawaf and Umrah and Hajj and the types of conversations that are ensuing there. Between the selfies and the conversations, I don't know how much dhikr some people can get in a matter of just seven rounds. Can you imagine if in your Salah, the one time of the day, the, the the five times of the day that you come to the prayer where you have to at least, at the bare minimum, not talk about evil things, not say evil things, not listen to evil things, not look at evil things. Can you imagine if that was compromised? What a mercy from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we're not allowed any of that. That is a rahmah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's a huge mercy from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We're not allowed any of that. Alhamdulillah. Because Allah knows how distracted we'd be in Salah. We're already distracted enough just by the thoughts, for, for what came before and what comes after the Salah. But on top of that, Imam Ibn Al-Qayyim says, What is it that's going to prohibit a person from the effect of sin inside of them? It's the dhikr inside the Salah. When your whole body is in a state of dhikr five times a day, and you're remembering Allah subhanahu wa taala." And as Ibn Abbas says, and beyond that, if a person is in a state of remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala throughout the day, then they don't even have to wait to be pulled to a full immersion of dhikr five times a day. What greater way to protect yourself, to protect your eyes, to protect your ears, to protect your tongue than being in a state of remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala throughout the day? You can't guard yourself around the consistent signals of evil today unless you have a consistent spiritual habit of connection to Allah It's the only way. The more extreme those signals get, the more committed you have to be to those things that Allah put right in front of you. So what am I saying, dear brothers and sisters? Not all Salahs are equal. But if you've been treating your salah, if you've been treating your five daily prayers as just an obligation you need to hurry up and get through and, and move on from, take a step back and remind yourself that Allah just gave you the greatest gift in these five prayers. Treat them right. Honor these five prayers. You know SubhanAllah, there's a hadith and I'll end with this narration. It's a beautiful one and it's similar to one that we hear around Ramadan. And it's also authentic about two brothers. And it's narrated from Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqqa whose son narrates it from him, that there were two brothers in the time of the Prophet and one of them One of them died 40 days before the other. So just a little over a month before the other, one brother died before the other. they were speaking in front of the Prophet وسلم, and they were talking about the one who died first. One died 40 days before the other. So the Prophet وسلم, is listening to them praise the first one that passed away, and then he says, أَلَمْ مُسْلِمًا Wasn't the second one a Muslim too? You're talking about the first one. Wasn't the second one a Muslim as well? And the Prophet وسلم, wants to make a point. They said, bala ya Rasulullah, wa kana la ba' bihi. They said, "Yes, O so Messenger of Allah," and he wasn't—he was all right, like he was okay, la ba'sa bihi. He wasn't as great as the first one. And the Prophet ﷺ, in this particular narration, he says, ma What do you know about what rank his prayer delivered him to? And the Prophet ﷺ repeated that the salah. The example of the Salah is like a flowing river in front of your homes, five times a day that you could bathe in it. And the Prophet ﷺ says, You don't know what rank his Salah took him to. You don't know how much that extra month of just the five daily prayers alone actually elevated his rank. You have no idea. And dear brothers and sisters, when you go to the graveyard, and you're seeing these people that are under the ground, and you ask yourself, what it is they would want if they could have one more chance? It might just be that Salatul Asr and that Maghrib you just do on the side, and you, you, you do it as a sense of burden, like I've got to get this out of the way. And for them, it would be more precious than an entire lifetime to just come back and to get one more Salatul Dhuhr, one more Jum'a, one more Asr. That's the gift that Allah Azza wa has with you right now. If they could say, give me one more chance, let me get one more dhuhr in, one more asr in, what are we doing with these precious prayers? And so it's worth it to immerse ourselves, to learn the words that we're saying, to add on the sunnah, a akbar, dhikr is driven by love, to add on the dhikr after the salah and beyond, to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala between the two, inna salata tanha fahshai wal munkar, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala prohibit us from the evil things that taint our souls, that darken our hearts, that don't allow us to perceive His greatness or the magnitude of the gifts that He's given to us anymore. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala connect us to Him in every way. May Allah azza wa jal purify our deeds so that they are fully pleasing to Him. Allahumma ameen. Alhamdulillah, لله Salam, والسلام على رسول Alihi وعلى آله وصحبه Allah والاه. اللهم اغفر للمؤمنين والمؤمنات Mumminat, the Muslimin, منهم والأموات Muslimat, سميع قريب the and اغفر Amwat, وارحمنا واعف عنا ولا the ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا Muji, and the لا نكونن من الخاسرين اللهم إنك عفو كريم وتحب العفو فاعف عنا اللهم اغفر لي وأردينا رب رحمه معكما ربنا صغارا ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما اللهم صل إخوانا المصطعفين في مشارك الأرض والمغاربها اللهم عز الإسلام والمستمين وأذل الشرك والكاذبين ودمر أعداء دين اللهم أهلك الظالمين بالظالمين وأخرجنا وإخوانا من بين مصارمين عباد الله أن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاد القرب وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعذكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروا الله يذكركم واشكروه على النعماء يزد لكم ولذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون وأقم